Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Early Days Podcast. The show about the hustle, the excitement, the doubts, the success, the failures, the ups and downs of building a business from scratch. My name is Marin Gerov, and with my co-founder Julian Samarjev, we interview fellow entrepreneurs about their experience of starting and building businesses. As we were building our own apparel company and documenting our early days, we wanted to go behind the scenes with other entrepreneurs and find out what their early days, weeks, months and years were like. Today we have Robin van der Heiden, a serial entrepreneur, currently the founder of ManyPixels. ManyPixels is an unlimited design service for modern startups, agencies and freelancers who basically need constant design help. ManyPixels offers massive value for those who need on-demand high-quality design work at an affordable cost. You should go ahead and check it out at manypixels.co. In our conversation, we go behind the scenes to learn how Robin started his entrepreneurial journey, how he came up with the idea and started ManyPixels, how he approaches marketing, cultural differences, that's a big part in his business, and much more. If you want to get in touch with Robin, you can do it on Twitter. He's at VinRob, that's at V-I-N-R-O-B. Go ahead and uh, send him a shout out. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show with Robin from ManyPixels. So my name is Robin uh, van der Heiden. I'm actually from Belgium, uh, but uh, I lived in the Netherlands five years and now I'm in Jakarta, in Indonesia. Um, so I run a company called ManyPixels. ManyPixels um, is a design service for startups and uh, we just launched two months ago. So yeah, it's pretty new, but uh, going well so far. How did you, firstly, first of all, how did you decide to move to Indonesia? And are you there permanently yes. or just for a few months? Uh, I don't know uh, really what my future will be in the, in the next couple of months. Uh, but right now, I'm minimum for two months here uh, because the designers that I work with are all located in Jakarta. Okay. Um, I moved here because I knew already a few designers that I was working with from my previous company. Uh, and actually, I thought this problem was actually global. There are more companies that needed such services, uh, hence the reason why I created the company. And those Indonesian designers, did you know them from before? Uh, how did you get to know them, actually? I knew a few of them. Uh, they were in my uh, Skype list. Uh, I think about four or five designers that I was working uh, on a regular basis. They were freelance designers. And then I hired more of them via two websites. Uh, one of them is called Dribble. It's a platform for designers to showcase their work. And another one, a bit more popular, is called Behance. Uh, and this is really huge. This is from Adobe, uh, and uh, I, I think. And uh, I got some designers from there as well. So now we have about 15 designers working with us on a monthly basis uh, and working uh, with clients from uh, Europe mostly and a little bit US as well. And how did the idea come about? I'm really curious. Yeah, how the, how the idea came about, right? You mean? Yes. Yeah, so um, I was actually uh, talking to a friend uh, from Turkey that I met during my travels. And he told me, oh, there's this guy, he's uh, really hard to find a good freelance designer. Basically, has a subscription 
production model and companies uh, is for them in exchange because companies and startups they often need design tasks, can be graphic design or user interface, etc. And it's really a, a hard process for them to go and look for a designer or even hire a designer in house. Expense well, or they can go to them. The quality is not always in the right ones. It's not that it don't exist, but it takes time to find the right ones. So he told me this is kind of a great service, uh, and we didn't really thought about it. I didn't really think about it, uh, but then, uh, and I thought, oh yeah, there is this idea. I should maybe try designers. I had that problem myself as well. Start a small page, a small MVP. I purchased on Theme Forest a theme, like for I think ten dollars or something. A few hours, uh, the copy. Okay, pay us like two hundred dollars, and you can have like unlimited design per month. And then I put it online. Uh, I put it on a few Facebook groups, on Hacker News, on Indie Hackers. And it got a little bit viral. A lot of people were uh, commenting, "Ah, oh, what is this idea? But how do you make it? It got viral in a not... There was a discussion and I was replying to every single comment. And I think it got us 10 sales. So the first day we made like $1,500. Something like that's proven. Even though it means people are to see what it's going to be. So since the last two months, I've been working uh, every day for that uh, project. Yeah. Well, you mentioned it, it went a bit viral when you posted. What do you think was the factor that kind of caught people's interest? I think first uh, it was posting something that uh, was relevant to people. So I went on Facebook groups for people running startups and also software as a service business. So I told them, uh, hey, guys, I make this... Uh, design as a service, so similar to software as a service, but instead of uh, a product, it's actually a service. So it's, why do you use that? So it was a bit relevant for them because they were like, oh, it looks like this guy is doing a similar idea, but for a service. And secondly, it was also relevant for them because uh, uh, they were running startups and I think this idea, and then of course, uh, a lot of people had idea uh, questions over uh, the quality, over how we can make it so cheap. So there was a big discussion uh, on many many groups, and that that's what also triggered uh, the virality. Virality. How did you go about? You mentioned the groups. I couldn't catch it. Whether did you target specific groups, and how did you kind of know that uh, those groups might be interested in the service? Yeah, so I was already part of a few entrepreneurs and startup groups on Facebook, uh, but I decided to join, uh, I mean, other groups relevant in our, in the niche of entrepreneurs and startups. Uh, so I just typed uh, Startup Paris, Startup New York, and then SaaS uh, groups. So I got to maybe 50 groups. I got accepted maybe in 25 of them, and I posted in 10, 15. Uh, and that was enough. That was really how we got our first customers. And I mean, this strategy on Facebook is really great because uh, Facebook is, everybody is using Facebook as a the biggest uh, content and social uh, media platform. 
And I was using it before at my previous company, at the real estate firm I was, uh, I was working at, that I, that I started. Uh, we, add, we also grew mostly, I would say, 90% via Facebook and 10% via SEO. Uh, but we also had that strategy. Facebook, you, it can make, if you, if you use Facebook groups, you can have very targeted users. And from my, for my previous company, we made a Facebook group uh, for international students looking for rooms and apartments. And that was super focused. That was like free traffic. And yeah, that's that's a very good strategy, actually, to acquire your first users and maybe even on the long term. When you join one of those, when you join one of those groups, do you just do you you just get accepted and you just post your own thing and or do you also engage under other discussions and with other posts uh, in the group from other people? Yeah, so I mean, okay, the goal is, of course, to promote your your startup. Let's not get get mistaken, but you have to be a bit creative and like do a little bit like a hidden advertisement in the sense that you would promote your startup, but also try to uh, start a discussion. Like, let's say, okay, guys, how would you criticize my company? Or, uh, hey, guys, what type of problems do you have for your company? Could my company solve this? So that's, I try to engage a little bit. If you just post your, I mean, your company on those groups and just say, okay, buy my services, nobody's going to believe you have to be to make it a little bit personal and a little bit appropriate uh, to the to the audience, and then that's normally fine. I never ask anyone if I could post. I just posted, and that was mostly fine. Are you still uh, now um, that you're in, in business and not in the in the starting period? Are you still using those groups, or are you leveraging leveraging some other platforms, maybe? Yeah, right now we're not using those groups uh, anymore. We might do again in the future when we have a big launch or like something interesting. Uh, but we are mostly using content marketing. So Reddit and Hacker News and actually Indie Hackers, it's a small website for people running startups. We're using these three uh, channels for content marketing. So mostly actually we write about, I write about uh, my experience of running many pixels. I also ask a few questions. This is bringing actually a, a lot of subscribers and tend to do this until this is this works uh, because you can always change strategies for your company but all of them work and content marketing is a good way to get feedback from potential users. You know, if I ask a question like, oh guys, um, how would you improve this uh, landing page or how would you do this and this? Um, you get a lot of feedback that are very valuable at the early stage of your business. I really be believe in the power of the crowd and using platforms such as Reddit or Hacker News can give you like visibility, but also valuable feedback. You know, you really build what people want and building with, with users via content marketing is really something I'm trying to do more and more. You, you mentioned indie hackers. Is the, uh, how do you, because I'm not familiar, I usually read like a featured startup story, but how do you go about posting content there? Yeah, right now they revamped their site. They are more like a forum, a community. So actually the interviews part is really only a small part of the website now. Well, still very important, but they give more uh, importance to the, the forum and the questions. So if you go to hindihackers.com, you'll see the first the main page the home page is a forum actually okay i'll definitely check that so out yes yeah, a super cool community definitely 
Are you uh, uh, using uh, also Product Hunt and some other of the more newer, newer, uh, newer platforms, Medium as well? Yeah, started yet. Uh, we will blog. We will probably see also Medium and we will launch our V2 there. Uh, we haven't uh, we haven't used it. Uh, another platform we use, but it's more for direct sales. It's AngelList. We reach, we reach out, we're reaching out directly to uh, founders there uh, that are hiring designers. So we tell them, okay, instead of hiring a designer, maybe you could hire our team. And that's working also pretty well. So on AngelList, you are promoting your services, not really recruiting the designers. Did I understand correctly? Exactly, exactly. AngelList is just for. Uh, Call call emailing. Basically, we get the leads from AngelList and we call we call email them. And have you done any LinkedIn? I wonder. That's the last question because there was a problem with the internet. I think. Oh, okay. Did did you try LinkedIn as well? Yeah, I'm trying a little bit LinkedIn. Uh, this is more like for personal brand, but I still suck at it. I don't really know how to do it. Uh, but we'll see how it goes in the future. I actually. Uh, ask a question to them in the hackers. How do you guys uh, do content? What's your strategy? Because uh, I'm really bad at LinkedIn. I, I don't know. Some people seem to be really successful and have like uh, hundreds of likes. But when I post something, I have two likes. So I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. But uh, yeah, I have to improve definitely. Yeah, one thing we one that we got from also talking to other guests who are really active on LinkedIn is that for them video works really well because LinkedIn is switching a lot it's of its focus to video and pushing native video content uh, on their feed. So maybe that will help All you. Right. Okay, yeah, definitely try a bit that. Uh, that's a good tip. Do you do any video uh, on any other platforms currently? Uh, right now, no, not actually. And, and I don't really know what to what to like what type of video I should make. Maybe I should ask uh, my my customers what they like, what they, they should see, because I don't know what to talk about. I prefer to write. I'm more comfortable in writing. I have more ideas. But maybe I should try a video. I'll, I'll just. I don't know if you guys have ideas after this uh, this podcast. We, you can always tell me, and uh, I can try to implement it. Yeah, I think we can. Uh... Got a few ideas. We'll drop you down an email. Um, yeah, that would be cool. You mentioned, you mentioned talking with your customers. How do you keep that communication? Is it a mailing list? Uh, actually, no. It's very basic. Uh, all our customers, uh, after they subscribe, they receive an automatic email asking them a few questions to get their first project started. And the answers to those questions uh, go to a Gmail account. Uh, and basically, I check all the new customers on Stripe and take the email address and then email them, okay, uh, do you like the service, what we can improve? I try to do this uh, once a week, uh, but actually I do it more like uh, once a month, which is not good. I should talk to them more often, uh, but really basically just via email or sometimes WhatsApp, you, but that's uh, rare. You mentioned uh, time being a constraint. How do you, how does your normal work day look like? Is it a full day? How, how do you manage running the, the business? Yeah, so right now we are a team of about, I would say, 10 to 12 designers. And we have also one project manager uh, running the, like, managing the client's request and talking to the designers. Uh, so my role is to 
basically talk to the team in the morning. I think the first two or three hours in the morning, I'm on Skype and I just talk to the designers. I ask them, okay, how is the workload? Can you, can you make it happen? You know, uh, do we give you too much task or do you understand what is written in the brief? Because all designers, they are from Indonesia and some have been to international school. Their English is like better than me and super good, but a lot of them are just, uh, just learned English since two years. So it's like super challenging for them to understand what a what an American writes in his brief, you know. Uh, so like mostly I would say talking and pushing the team, removing obstacles is the first three hours of my day uh, in the morning, maybe at eight or nine. Then uh, actually it's like sales and talking to customers, which is another part. Um, I go maybe I, I think like around lunch or something, I write a post on Reddit or an article on the blog. And then in the afternoon, I do a little bit more like boring work, such as uh, cold emailing. And then uh, that's it, actually. Then the weekends or during Friday evening, I look a little bit at the KPIs. I try to have a high-level overview of how the business is going. Uh, for example, like in the last two months, we had quite a lot of refunds. I think 20% refund or something like that. And that's too high, you know, and I really wanted to understand that. So I took like uh, my whole weekend to really think, okay, we should improve the service delivery. We should maybe create a better way to talk to customers and understand the requirements. So usually I, I do this when the business is like off, you know, like during the weekends, I try to have a better view of where we are going, better vision. So I would say that's the three main tasks of a, a founder, like early stage, uh, yeah, business owner, CEO. It's like to push the team and set the expectations, be really clear about them, then talk to customers and get new customers. And lastly, uh, I think it's about setting the vision and really understanding where's, where the company is doing and a little bit of planning. Don't plan too much at the beginning. I think it's like not good to plan because you might be onto something and it might be good after, after a while, after working a lot. Uh, just work hard and push the team and it will be fine, I think. That's, that's what I think. But, uh, uh, that's just my opinion, though. <laughs> Do you see any of the, the other team members live, or is it completely remote on Skype? Uh, actually, no. I'm in Jakarta, and I'm, I'm with my team. Uh, I see them every day. Uh, just the project manager, I don't see him uh, at all. Uh, he's in France, actually, in Nice. Uh, but I see the designers who are in Jakarta almost every day, and... Uh, next week, I'm going to Jakarta. It's a small town in Indonesia uh, where actually the, the majority of our designers are located. So I plan to meet every single uh, one of them. And yeah, I really understand the culture. It's the, the beginning, so I need to be close to clients, but also close to our, our supply, our staff to, to make sure, okay, how is it going to look in the next couple of months? Uh, what should I really take into consideration for uh, growing the client base, but also growing the team? And being here uh, close to the team is crucial, crucial because, yeah, the, the culture is just so different, you know. Um, in Europe, it's like it's expected to be at the office at like uh, 8 a.m. and not take a break. But here it's much more laid back, you know. The, the designers, they work maybe until from 8 p.m. until 3 a.m. and come to the office at 11. And I didn't really realize that I saw at the office I was the only one. Then I saw the designers coming late. And I asked him, but when do you work? I never see you working during the day. What do you do? And he told me, yeah, I have my creative uh, uh, juices uh, at night. So I cannot work during the day. I just socialize. And, you know, so I think it's really important to be here. If you run that kind of that kind of business, we are like 
Actually, we are an outsourcing company. It's just a, a cool word to say we are a startup, but we're just an outsourcing company. And I'm here and I need to understand the team and the implications. And yeah, I think that's it. Okay, you mentioned, you touched on a really interesting point regarding cultural differences of how people work uh, and yeah, your customers, I, I got from our conversation that they're mostly from here from Western Europe or from the States. Uh, how does that yeah. how, how does that reflect on the working culture with uh, your designers who are from Indonesia and they have a completely different outlook of, uh, of work and of life? Yeah, we have a little bit of a hack for, for that uh, in the sense that the project manager and business developer that we hired are actually Indonesian, but they uh, studied in international school and sometimes they even studied abroad. Actually, uh, our future project manager is going to be uh, half Dutch and half Indonesian, but he lived all his life in Indonesia, like four or five years in the Netherlands. And they have this kind of mindset where they understand uh, the, the 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 like us customers but also indonesian customers this is not really scalable because i think i cannot find like 100 project managers that are like half indonesian half uh half american or i don't know what uh but right now it works and i think for the early stage that's okay uh, when we grow a little bit bigger uh, i have to find another solution um but actually um, mostly it's like to have good communication process. We are a service company and the only way we can grow is to have service delivery blueprints. You know, a little bit like a McDonald's where you have to put, I don't know, first the bread, then hamburger, then salad. It's the same for us. We have like a super detailed uh, processes to deliver the design. So we ask like many, many questions to our clients. We tell them, okay, what type of, what style do you like in terms of design? And within those styles, do you prefer this, this, or this? And at the end, we have a pretty good idea of what they want. And there is not a lot of communication, uh, which is not objective happening. Um, there is always a bit of subjective communication happening over the phone or via email and chat. But this is mostly to re reassure the client that we are going to deliver. But whatever comes into the design brief is, follows a, like a clear process. We are the early stage of doing this, but uh, uh, that's basically the idea to reduce uh, the human interaction, interaction as much as possible and human errors as much as possible because what I say uh, might be different to what you hear. So we have to be really careful with that. And uh, also, like you said, the culture, um, cultural aspect also makes it even more difficult. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a challenge, but it's not impossible. We just go for it. So what are, what are the plans for the company and the goals for 2018? Uh, the goal, like it's a little bit ambitious goal, but we want to, right now we make about ten to $15,000 every month, but we want to make $100,000 per month at the end of uh, 2018. Uh, so that's like $1 million per year, $1.2 million per year. Nice. It's the objective. And that would be, we would have, we need to have like 400 customers or maybe 350 and now we have about like 50 customers so we ha would have to grow like seven times to to reach that amount yeah and how do you think about and how do you need to um can you can you repeat the question i didn't get it do you need to also scale the design team by a lot with that growth yeah actually i have no idea how we will reach that amount uh 
I mean, I have some ideas in terms of uh, marketing and business development because we've only scratched the surface in terms of user acquisition. There is a lot on the internet. The internet is a, a big place. Uh, so that's okay, I think. But as we got to scaling the team, uh, I think mostly it will go, like you said, using the right tools, like communication tools, design tools, to make sure we actually have happy customers and a productive team. But it will be also like a lot of hiring, a lot of understanding the culture, etc. So if you have good demand and, and a good supply of designers, I think we should be good. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but it's good to, to, to tell my goals publicly on this podcast because I can then look back and be more motivated now that everyone knows the goal of that's basically what we want to do. Yeah. We remind you at the end of the year, we'll, we'll get back to you just reminding you what you said. Just for okay, extra just, motivation. Just get back to me if uh, we made the objectives. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, we'll keep- okay, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, we want to be respectful of your time. Uh, we'd like to wrap it up. Uh, where can people find out more about you? Also, now is the time to plug your handles and your URLs for your service and your company. So the floor is yours. Yeah. So the company name is called Many Pixels. So Many is M-A-N-Y and Pixel I-X-E-L-S in one word. ManyPixel.co. So not .com, just .co and uh, my Twitter handle is Vinrob, so V-I-N-R-O-B. Uh, I don't post a lot of, on Twitter, but uh, you can also add me on Facebook, uh, Robin van der Heiden. Uh, I, I will not spell my name, but just just type Robin and many pixels in Google and you will find me. <laughs> uh, so basically where you can find me. And thanks uh, guys for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, thanks, Ronnie. It was a very nice chat. I think a lot of useful information that we ourselves will be looking into uh, hacking the Facebook groups, uh, Reddit, and stuff like that. So thank you for that. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Let's stay in touch. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, we would appreciate your support by liking, rating, subscribing to the Early Days podcast. The program is produced and hosted by Dulo, that's us, me and Julian. We make non-iron dress shirts from performance fabrics. If you want to learn more, head over to wearedulo.com, that's W-E-A-R-D-U-L-O.com, and take a look at our products, our story, and journey of building the business. Every week we document with a new chapter and we publish it live on our Origins blog on the website. So go ahead and check it out. And until next time, bye-bye.